SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. 0614-104-107. You can drop me an X at Aldrin Simpia and our studio line is 86 We're in conversation next with Luazi Sikiti, who is a manager of policy and advocacy at the South African Cities Network. So the city of Johannesburg has become the latest metropolitan to have a high to have high expenditure uh, for the sitting of council meetings. In recent months, the city has spent up to 600,000 rand with the lion's share going to catering of 270 councillors, and mind you, this is per sitting, per meeting. This is despite the city having spent almost 21 billion in wasteful and irregular expenditure. While the metro is not the only municipality facing um, this problem, other metropolitans are spending less than half of that of the city of Johannesburg. Our next next guest uh, unpacks the implications of the financial management of municipalities and how this impacts the delivery of services. Loazi Sikiti now joining us on the line. Loazi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Have you been able to look into why a council sitting costs this much? <laughs> Thanks, Aldrin. Um, I'm sure the numbers are there. I'm sure someone can come and justify the numbers that we have in front of us. I'm not here to uh, defend or, 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 or condemn what is happening with those numbers. But essentially, I do know that, um, uh, as, as the article suggests, governance does come with its associated costs and hosting council uh, meetings comes with the uh, part and parcel of the work that councillors have to be elected to do in council. So is it justified though? Justified? Well, we would have to look at, uh, I mean, I've had um, the privilege of attending one or two uh, parliamentary sessions and I think the expenditures there would uh, blow our minds if we were to go into how much they spend on catering. So justification is relative. Justify, justifying it in relative to what is the, is, is, is the question. I think at, at the top of everyone's mind right now is just that cities are so uh, engrossed in so many uh, challenges. And uh, when these numbers get thrown around like this, it then evokes emotions from the residents and voters as to whether is their money being responsibly handled. I'm sure, like I said, those numbers can be justified. I can't say whether or not they are right or wrong or they are justifiably spent on that kind of uh, uh, um, responsibility. Mm. And uh, and I'm also asking this on the basis that if it's going to cost us as ratepayers 600,000 rand for council sitting, and you have uh, these motions of no confidence, and you have a new mayor every third, fourth month. There's there's a new mayor that's being that's being voted in. You have the motions of no confidence that, um, and there's no threshold that's being used to um, to table a motion of no confidence in the leadership of a municipality or even the leadership of um, of of, na- of national government. Right? That that brings a lot of cost to bear for us as ratepayers. But in exchange, what we are also getting is we're getting watershed. Mm. We're getting um, traffic lights where traffic lights are being manned by pe- people who are homeless when there is no electricity or after it rains. So mm. is the 600,000 really justifiable in that case, looking at the type of services that we are getting as citizens? Yeah, that's why I said to you that um, the numbers as to whether they're justified or not is not something 
we can uh, agreeably come to now. But I think what is at the top of everyone's mind is whether or not this is money that uh, can be, um, isn't this money that could have been put to better use, uh, considering what's going on in our cities at the moment. And as you said, the crumbling infrastructure and uh, the, 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 the challenges that come with uh, day-to-day management and maintenance of the city. So I do acknowledge that um, there are budgets put in place for, for things like these by the city, and these are not things that have not been happening. They've been happening since the advent of democracy and our councillor representative system. So I think these have just uh, come out in a not so favorable uh, climate at the moment where money is tight and everyone is feeling the pinch and things are just falling apart uh, or seemingly falling apart at the scene when it comes to maintenance and governance, as you pointed out, with the water shedding, electricity, load shedding, and, 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 and you know, yeah. Um, also, the question around the motions of no confidence and that a motion of no confidence can be brought willy-nilly. The DA has tabled the legislation to limit the number of motions of no confidence. And I guess the difficulty here is also that on one part, you need to hold leadership accountable. Um, and how do you limit motions of no confidence when that is one mechanism, at least, that is being made available um, to citizens um, through their representatives in council to hold the leadership accountable. How can we deal with that specific issue? Because now we also know that it's costing us a lot of money. Mm. So that's, that's, that's one view that's come out. I mean, changing the rules is, is something that everyone has spoken about just generally in the face of <clears throat> coalition governments uh, and the governance, the coalition governance system and its uh, fallibility to such instances are called on a relook of the rules of uh, the game, rules of council. On one end, you have the DA for one, uh, proposing less or limited uh, motions. Others, when you look at some of the solutions that have been thrown around, some have suggested that there needs to be more meetings where uh, parties get to actually uh, uh, um, deliberate uh, in depth about their decisions and their uh, uh, alignment of manifestos and then come to council with uh, having uh, 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 gotten their houses in order and their ducks in a row and their dots crossed. So it's, 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 it's a multitude of solutions that have been thrown around, but I think the one that's caught traction seemingly is this one by the DAs that suggests limited... Uh, and then these numbers just come to also reinforce that argument that there should be less meetings. But on the other side of the spectrum, Others have uh, argued uh, 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 um, uh, in the opposite and suggested there should be actually more engagement so that council doesn't come to a deadlock uh, on that last Thursday of the month. So you got to compare uh, everything on its own merits. So it's just one of many solutions, in my view, that have been thrown around. And uh, as to whether or not, I think there will be weaknesses in each option. Even this one with limited uh, uh, motions will come with its own uh, uh, complications. So we need to view everything in its own merits and view the other side as, as well. Yeah. And the other solutions thrown in. A quick question from one of our listeners on X says that, um, why don't municipal councils have virtual meetings to contain costs? That is from a baroness. Is this something worth exploring at all? 
I mean, COVID showed that it's possible. Um, it showed that it's possible. But then there are all this, again, goes back to the looking at the rules because uh, there's quite a strong um, a protocol that goes into this council meeting. Uh, is someone there or are they e-jacketing or is someone's account hacked? And when it comes to things like voting, for instance, you need to cast the ballots or raise your hand or press the button. So it becomes a bit complicated when it has to be done virtually when we can't actually verify or put those checks and balances in place. Thank you so much for your time. Loazi Sikiti there is the Manager of Policy and Advocacy at the SA Cities Network. It's half past five, time for the news headlines.